podcast we are coming at you not live because we're not doing live yet um from the chino valley is is where we are not chino valley the chino valley because you know the why not the 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 chino valley Valley. okay let's do that so it's tuesday it is tuesday um it's just a good day today was a good day we got a early jump yes did some running around got the trash taken out i guess it was a good day I had a good day. I guess. Uh, this is, uh, I'm Luke. This is Nick, the uh, Eeyore in the background. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Something amazing, I guess. Um, yes. The world is a crazy place. Um, is great. The world is a crazy place. It is a crazy place, but it's but not it's, that crazy. But it's an awesome crazy place. So... Do you have any good stories over there? Because I've got a couple good ones. Uh, I've got some good stories, but I think we should definitely start with weather. Oh, you want to start with the weather? Yeah, let's start with the weather. Okay. Because baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, the weather outside is frightful. Okay. Okay. No? Okay. Oh, the fire is so delightful. And since we have no place to go... Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. No? No. Okay. No. I tried. I'm sorry. No. Everyone, if I hurt your ears with that. But you hurt my I ears. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So. You hurt my ears. You so. I don't care about. I care about the fans. I, I, you care less about you behind the microphone. Okay, so anyway, the You're weather. producer. So, um, apparently right now it's clear. Clear as in? Did it stay clear? Or no, it just than... it says that there's no clouds in the sky right now. No, there's no clouds in the sky. That's a lie, though, because there were clouds in the sky when we were outside. Yeah, I, I don't... Yesterday, the, the, the actual current weather on there was a little confusing, because it says clear, but at the same time, it says this afternoon, which it is this afternoon, says mostly cloudy. Ah. So I'm not sure if it's clear or mostly cloudy. I wonder if clear includes up to a certain percentage of clouds in the sky. No. Still counts as clear. No. No? No. My guess is there's probably something wrong with the website. Uh, I thought a person updated the website. I was being nice. So, actually, um, it's actually kind of cool. What they do is they have this balloon that has all this cool weather equipment in it. Oh, yeah. And once an hour, they launch this balloon out at our local airport at... Love Field, over there by the uh, corner of 89 and 89A. Um, and it goes up all the way up into the atmosphere to a certain point. And then, because um, of the way it's designed, it actually will come back down. And if you ever find one, if you ever find a weather balloon, 
I think they actually give out rewards for returning the weather balloons to the uh, the weather to the weather to the, to the weather service. I think they actually give rewards for finding them and returning them. Really? Yeah. So where do they fall? Just wherever. It's all dependent on the wind and everything because they go up to, you know, thousands of feet in the air. They go all the way up to the top of the troposphere. Really? Yeah, they go way, way high up there. And then just die eventually. Well, yeah, they they run out of they run out of whatever the material is they use to make them lighter than air, and then they come back down. Wow. So. That's cool. Um, they also have uh, a weather uh, station thing that you can you can actually build yourself. They have the specific criteria you need. It like sits five feet off the ground, and it has to be painted all white, and it has to have a little fan on it and a little slats on it and everything. So it can pick up accurate weather without being affected by, like, direct sunlight or being under the shade of a tree or something like that. So anyway, um, yeah, there's there's times that the weather is kind of wonky. A couple years ago, um, it was right at the end of June. They were like, it's hot and sunny, hot and sunny. It's going to be hot and sunny all week. And I was like, no, it's not. We're going to have monsoons at the end of the week. And it was like hot and sunny, hot and sunny. And then the day, I actually have a picture of it. The day that monsoon started, the beginning of the day, hot and sunny for the rest of the week. And then at 2 o'clock, which I actually predicted the weather within, it actually started at 1. I predicted the weather was going to start, the monsoons were going to start at 2. I was off by one hour. Wow. Um, at 2 o'clock, the entire website changed and it was rainy for the rest of the week. It was really funny. I have a picture of both of them. It looks hysterical. That's awesome. But, I mean, that's the the inconsistency of the weather. Well, and that's how the Earth is. I mean, it moves and fluctuates. Well, no, I, it's more that you you get into a rhythm and you're looking at consistencies, and there is science to it. But sometimes the science isn't perfect, and you can't just rely on the science. So, weather weather-wise, let's talk about the weather real quick here. It says mostly cloudy um, this afternoon. The high today was 55. The low tonight will be 40, and there's a slight chance of rain tonight. Ooh, fun. Very slight. Then tomorrow, more rain here, then tomorrow there's going to be a 70% chance of rain, and tomorrow night there it goes from 100% and then down to 40%. And then it's clear, and then on Sunday, looks like we're going to get some rain again and potentially some snow again right. over the weekend so that'll be fun yeah that'll be nice so with that being said the weather is done um i've got some cool stories over here you got some cool stories over there that you yeah, want to share ah okay all right let's so let's start with this story was really cool i i saw this story there's a there's a guy who lives in brooklyn new york Brooklyn. Um, Guy Bryant is his name. There's a guy named Guy Bryant. Yep. And he, uh, when he was a kid, his parents were, they were kind of like the the neighborhood parents. They would take care of everybody in the neighborhood. And um, while he was, when he became an adult, he started working at... um, children's services 
and ended up taking in a kid to take care of him and ended up becoming a foster parent or adopting him or something like that. Well, he, I guess it's contagious or it's addictive. I should say not contagious it's addictive. And he has taken care of or taken in, I should say 52 young men in the past 12 years Wow! and you know, raised them up, I guess. Um, it was just, uh, I kind of looked at it and was like, wow, that's a cool story. You know, here's this guy, you know, not really thinking about, you know, this is what mom and dad did. And then to kind of take it to that next level, taking, taking young men in, you know, training them how to be men. men. Yeah. And it, it even, there's a, one of the, one of the kids he's got in the house now was like, you know, essentially I was a criminal and this guy took me in and, uh, turned my life around and so it was just kind of you know nice heartwarming story you know that's awesome so all i've got is 20 ways to sleep better oh yeah 20 ways to sleep better which apparently i need because i um i'm exhausted it looks like you're falling asleep over there uh well i did i had a rough night i was i was kind of feeling terrible all night long so Mm. uh, i'm trying to get over this little bug Trying to not let this bug take hold, I think. Oh, I see. So, number one, set a sleep schedule and stick with it. Wow, that sounds crazy. Get a movie, buddy. Don't got one. Get, get one. one. <laughs> uh, if you do only, if you do only one thing to improve your sleep, this is it. Uh, go to bed at the same time every night and get up at the same time every morning, even on weekends. I do and that. We all like to sleep in on the weekends. I do that. But I actually, my alarm goes off at the same time every day. And I get Whether up. I go to bed at, or at night, that's the hard part for me is going to bed at the right time. Um, I like to go to bed around 10 You know what's funny is that sticking to my wake-up schedule, because my going to sleep schedule always changes. Yeah. But sticking to my getting up schedule, unless I was up like crazy, crazy late, typically doesn't, I usually feel pretty good during the pretty, day. Pretty consistent. As, as long as I'm getting up at the same time every day, I get up and I got my morning routine, you know. As long as I do that every day, I usually feel pretty good. Um, expose, exposure to a regular pattern of light and dark helps. So stay in sync by opening the blinds or going outside right after you wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's a, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a. Mental thing. A chemical thing, actually. A chemical, chemical. Yeah, your body, your body will, um, it's actually the reason why. Um, have you ever heard about people that they like they say wake they wake up at seven every morning, right? Let's say they wake up at seven o'clock every morning, and usually they wake up right before their alarm goes off. Yep. Um, and then they go like say, you know, they go somewhere like New Jersey or something like that, which is three hours ahead of us right now, and they, and they still wake up at seven o'clock their time. It's because your body has created a a chemical reaction where. Um, as soon as your brain sees light, it automatically releases these chemicals or whatever, and it wakes you up. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of crazy because there are people that will, they have they have less trouble dealing with jet lag, a jet lag because it's just that their they've trained their body to wake up, you know, at, this, at the right time, I guess. All right, number two. Okay. And, uh, I think I'm going to say... I'm going to be a little sexist here, and this one's for the ladies. Okay. Keep a sleep diary. Mm. Um, 
I, I only say that because I don't know very many guys that keep a diary. Dear diary, I went to sleep today. Stay tuned for more. Dear diary, I had to poop. No, no, no. A sleep diary, not a oh. poop diary. The poop diary is for you. Dear diary, I went poop today. It was the first time in a month. I feel uh, so relieved. A month? Who, who waits a month? I usually go to... Anyway, anyway, we're not having a poop discussion on our podcast. Well, we might have a poop discussion. It'll be a crappy, people, it'll be a people conversation, though. People podcast pooping. People pooping Pleasantly. PPP? Pal. Pal. Ooh, right, what alliteration. So to help you understand how your habits affect your, your rest, track your sleep every day for at least two weeks. Write down not only what obviously what's obvious sleep related, what time you went to bed, how long it takes you to fall asleep, and how many times you wake up during the night, and how you feel in the morning. But also factors like what you ate, close to bedtime, and what exercise you got. Compare your daily activities with your nightly sleep patterns can show you where you need to make changes for a uh, sample sleep diary, go to sleepdoctor.com. Um, so I should probably do this because I'm exhausted. Um, but I don't want to feel worse about myself than I already do about yourself and stuff. About how the worst you feel. Number about three, stop smoking. Oh, check. Reason number 1,001 nicotine is a stimulant. So it prevents you from falling asleep. Plus, many smokers experience withdrawal pangs at night. Smokers are four times more likely not to feel as well rested after a night's sleep than non-smokers. Studies show and smoke, smoking exacerbates sleep apnea and other breathing disorders, which can also stop you hmm. from getting a good night's rest. Crazy. Uh, Next. Number four, reviewing your med- medications. Beta blockers prescribed for high blood pressure may cause insomnia. So can SSRIs, a class of antidepressants that include, that includes Prozac and Zoloft. Um, and that's just the beginning. Write down every drug and supplement you take and take them to your police office. Oh, no. And have your doctor evaluate them that they may be affecting your sleep. Um, if you're doing illegal drugs, then you probably shouldn't do that. Uh, you might end up with the police at your door. Who knows? That would be fun. So. Number five. Exercise. But not within four hours of bedtime. Working out, especially cardio, improves the length and quality of your sleep, according to Shiz. Shiz. Whoever this is. That said, 30 minutes of vigorous aerobic exercise keeps your body temperature elevated for about four hours, inhibiting sleep. When your body begins to cool down, however, it signals your brain to release sleep-induced to release sleep-inducing melatonin, so that so then you'll get drowsy. Interesting. Does that sound better? No, it doesn't. It sounds just as bad as Should before. We just take them out and just like surround them around me. And I'll sit in a little box. Yes, we'll do that right now in the middle of the podcast. Well, why not? Okay. I don't know. Number six. Cut caffeine after dos p.m. Mm. Uh, that's 2 p.m. for you English-speaking spokes. Spokes. Spokes? Folks. Now we're talking to bicycles. Bicycles, yes. This, the rest of this podcast is directed to bicycles. If you're not a bicycle... Um, and we're helping bicycles sleep? Yes. Listen up, spokes. Okay. That means that coffee, tea, spokes. and cola... 
Caffeine is a stimulant that stays in your system for about eight hours. So if you have a cappuccino after dinner, come bedtime, it'll either prevent your brain from entering deep sleep or stop you from falling asleep altogether. Cola. Write down your woes. Woes. Number seven. Whoa. Whoop. Uh, the number one sleep complaint I hear, can I, I can't turn off my mind, mm. said whatever this doctor is. To quiet mm. that wake, wakeful worrying every night, jot down your top concerns um, and staple them to the wall? What? No. No, those are then not write, Okay, so write down your concerns, then write down the steps... <laughs> that you take. Name. Then write down the steps that you take to solve the problem. Um, or even once your concerns are converted into some kind of action plan, you'll rest easier. Oh, but don't funny. spend don't spend all night converting your woes into action plans, because then you won't get any sleep. Couldn't fall asleep the whole night. <laughs> I was up all night long. Okay, uh, take time to wind down. Sleep is not an on-off switch. It's more like slowly easing your foot off the gas. Give your body time to transition from your active day to bedtime drowsiness by setting a timer for an hour before bed and divvying up the time as follows. For the first 20 minutes, prep for tomorrow. Pack your bag, set out your clothes, make some lunch. For the next 20 minutes, take care of personal hygiene. Brush your teeth, moisturize your face. For the last 20, relax in bed reading with us. <coughs> Is that part of the step? No. For the last 20, relax in bed reading with a small, low wattage book light Ooh. or practicing deep breathing. <sighs> I am your father. Oh, sorry. That's what he's doing. He's trying to get into sleep. No! <laughs> All the time. Darth he's practicing just his, trying he's just sleep. trying to sleep. He hasn't been able to sleep for 18 years. <laughs> uh, number nine. Sip milk. Not an alcoholic drink or a martini. A few hours after drinking, alcohol levels in your blood start to drop, which signals your body to wake up. It takes an average person about an hour to metabolize one drink. So if you have two glasses of wine with dinner, finish your last sip. At at least two hours before bed. Apparently, because a lot of people drink wine. I, I'm not a wine drinker, but there's that. I actually don't drink alcohol at all. Drink wine. That is true. You don't drink alcohol at all. And I really don't actually drink alcohol either. Not anymore. Not anymore. I used to. It was a bad time in my life. Uh, number 10. Snack on cheese and crackers. Ooh, cheese the and crackers. The ideal nighttime nosh combines carbohydrates... And either calcium or protein that contains an amino acid, tri, uh, tri, tryptophan, I, I am not. This is why I'm not in medical school because I can't pronounce any of these words. Yep. Studies show that both of these combos boost serotonin, Ooh. a naturally occurring brain chemical that helps you feel brains. Calm. Uh, enjoy your snack about at an hour before bedtime, brains. so the amino acids has time to reach your. Brains. Brains. Uh, number 11. Listen to a bedtime story. Good Lord, how, how many do you have of these, Dan? 
I'm just getting tired of listening to you okay. read them. So I think we're going to do just the first ten for today, and we'll do the next ten tomorrow on tomorrow's huh? podcast. What? Oh, are we done? No. We just All right, that's it, guys. <laughs> that's the end of our podcast. Oh, it's no, only been no, 20 it's minutes. Only been 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, sorry. I fell asleep listening to you talk about those... Uh, Did we talk about the lost Leonardo da Vinci painting? Um... No. Okay, so there was a lost Leonardo. I did da Vinci see it though on the list of, of things. Of a noble woman with the same smile as the Mona Lisa, who discovered in a Swiss vault after five hundred years. Wow. For five centuries, it has been one of the. Wait, 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 wait! Hold on. It was discovered in a Swiss vault. Hey, we broke into this vault. Look, there's a picture in here. <laughs> discovered. Discovered, quote unquote. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Should we read the story? It's not that exciting. Is it exciting or not? Yeah. Uh, 500 years after he painted it, Leonardo's portrait of noblewoman Isabella de Esti has been unearthed in a Swiss bank vault. Maybe he just She's liked... not even attractive. Maybe he just liked people with those kind of smiles. She's really long, long fingers. Anyway, so... Um, I found this really cool story about pancreatic cancer, which is not a uh, fun or exciting topic. It's actually kind of a sad... Terrible topic. Yeah, you put really cool story in the same term as cancer. It's it's actually a really cool story. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down some very depressing facts and figures and then end it with something exciting. Alright, so I'm take a nap while you're doing Pancreatic cancer has a ninety five percent mortality rate. Ninety five? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um patients have extremely poor chances of survival for five years after being diagnosed. And the symptoms don't show up until the advanced stages, typically. And it is notoriously hard to diagnose. So, there is a group of scientists who are from... Oh, Tel Aviv University. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um... Who are, they figured out a way to introduce a small molecule that has the ability to induce a self-destruction of pancreatic cancer cells. Awesome. So essentially, what they can do is they can transplant, oh, goodness gracious. What are they transplanting there, Nick? So they can transplant them into the cells. I'm just I'm reading further down. The way that they tested it is kind of gnarly. But um, so they they put the stuff in the cells and it like triggers something in the cell and the cell kills itself essentially. Which uh, effectively makes pancreatic cancer now treatable. And of course, leave it to the Jews to come up with another amazing medical breakthrough. That's what they do. You know, that whole, cool, that whole God's chosen people thing. They're pretty good at doing that. They are. So, um, they've also got a whole bunch of other crazy stuff that they've invented. Matter of fact, most of the microchip technology that we have today was innovated or invented by either someone in Israel or an Israeli. So... They've got some pretty cool, uh, pretty cool stuff to the name. Well, I've got some pretty hero 
uplifting stories. Are you are we done with the pancreas? Yeah, that was it. I don't want to read the rest of it because it's kind of kind of goes into gruesome detail on how they figured out how it works. They were using mice. Oh. Yeah. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Your imagination can take it wherever you want to. Oh. Oh. Okay, move on to your exciting story. Your exciting right. story. Uh, I'm actually pulling these up. Um, I have a, a website we I use for it. Um, so, a real-life MacGyver saves choking victim with a knife and a pen. Wow. Yeah, so a quick-thinking doctor used a knife and a pen to perform an on-the-spot emergency tracheotomy on a choking customer at a restaurant in Bakersfield, California. Crazy. And that is all it says. It doesn't go into any other well, that's kind of vague and inspecific. That's right. Here's another one. A drowning newlywed. Okay. Is this like one of those... A Florida teen saves drowning newlywed. Oh, is this like one of those stories where they're standing there on the edge doing their vows and the bride falls into the water? Those ridiculously hysterical he videos. He caught in a rip current um, and he got to meet the teen that saved his life. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. That was cool. Okay. Well, I, I want to kind of talk about something that was really annoying to me today, and it's actually annoying to me every time that I drive. So there's these things on the road called roundabouts. And they are you probably... Spawn from Satan. They're probably one of the worst road inventions ever made. I agree. Like, I, I can't even think of anything else that comes close to how terrible they are. Um... So, how, how does, how, how do you think that you should go through a roundabout? What, what's like the logical thought process about going through a roundabout? When I drive to one? Yeah. Um, I want to just get through it. So, I try and, I try and keep it as straight as possible. So, I'll change lanes as much as possible and just go straight through it. So, you're just going to power right through it, right? But, I mean, like, your goal is to get past the roundabout, right? As quickly as possible. So, and just thinking logically here, there's the middle has no signs on it. It's just a big circle with stuff around it. Usually it has some arrows pointing different directions. But on the outside of it, there's a bunch of yield signs. So what does yield mean? Yield means if there's not anything there, you don't stop. Right. And if there is something there... You slow down. You slow down. You don't actually, you don't you actually don't have, have to stop. You don't have to stop unless they're directly in the way. Because you're, you're actually, the, the term is yielding the right of way, right? Yep, yep. As opposed to a stop sign, which means where you that just, the other person is supposed to keep going so that you can go. So the person inside the roundabout keeps going because the yield sign is on the outside, right? Correct. So there are some places where the people inside the circle actually have to yield the right of way to someone entering the roundabout. I've never heard of that. It's, there are certain states that have that as the law, and then, and then there are some states where you actually have to stop when you get to the roundabout. That's also horrible. So traditionally, actually. And by traditionally, I mean everywhere outside the United States, because a roundabout was actually invented in England. So everywhere outside the United States, it is the traffic inside the circle does not stop. And the traffic that is going into the circle is not supposed to really stop either. It's actually supposed to be a continuous loop, is actually how they describe it. Yeah, you're supposed to merge. It's a continuous loop of traffic, is how, it's, is how it is officially defined by, and this is by the U.S., Department of Transportation. Okay. Is that it's supposed to be a continuous loop of traffic. So, what's really frustrating and annoying is when I drive up to a roundabout and there's someone stopped in the lane. Right. Because there's someone entering the roundabout. On the opposite side. On the other side. So, the other thing you're supposed to do, and this is actually something that 
should be, I think should be enforced a little bit more, is you're supposed to use your turn signal. When you're traveling through a roundabout, you're supposed to use your turn signal. If you are, so let's say you're entering the roundabout and you want to turn what would be like a regular like left-hand turn, right? Right. So that would mean that you'd have to actually go into the roundabout around it and, and around it and off to the side that would then make it a left turn. You're actually supposed to turn on your left-hand turn signal for that. If you're traveling and you want to turn right, what would be like a regular right, you still have to turn on your right-hand turn signal. If you're turning in the roundabout to do a U-turn, you're supposed to turn on your left-hand turn signal and have it on your left-hand turn signal all the way through the roundabout until you're out of the roundabout and then you turn it off. Okay. So I was just this is just, you know, US US Department of Transportation basic information stuff. I just looked it up because I was like I'm so frustrated by this. Every time that I drive through roundabout, it's like everybody has their own version of the rules on how this is supposed to work. And it's like, this, it, it can't be this difficult. It, it is, you know, if you, if you think about it from a logical standpoint, a roundabout is actually kind of a cool, it is a cool thought. It's like, if, if everyone knows how this works and everyone is driving the same way, then technically speaking, there would never be an interruption in the flow of traffic, right? Truth. As long as cars are continuously coming and going from the roundabout, you will never have an interruption of traffic. The problem is, is that half the people are stopped at the roundabout because someone's in the roundabout, half, and then the other half of the people aren't using their turn signals, so no one knows where anyone's going. And the end result is that roundabouts actually become more of a nuisance, and the crazy, insane car accidents that I have seen that you've seen in a roundabout. In a roundabout, I almost had one the other day. There was a round, there was a there was a car I accident. I slid sideways, caught it, corrected, and was able to make it. Well, you almost got ran off the road when you were on your bike, right? Oh yeah, Going that, that was roundabout. Horrible. So I was at there's a in town here on the way into town. There is a roundabout where there's a gas station right next to it, and um, I'm in the parking lot of this round of this gas station, and this truck and trailer. Come flying off the roundabout. Oh my gosh. Into the gas station parking lot. Oh, and that's right. You told me. About and this is not a big gas station. This is a, this is a, I mean, gas station parking lot. It's fairly small. And he just comes flying in, takes out the sign, crashing into stuff. He, he barely, like, gains control. But what happened was. <laughs> Never mind. Um, what happened was he, someone. Typical situation, someone didn't use their turn signal, or wasn't doing it, so Was I think it was someone didn't use their turn signal, but they they didn't use their turn signal and, like, essentially drove him off the road. And it was like, well, you don't see that at a traffic light. I mean, m- most of the time you don't really see something like that at a traffic light. Traffic lights, I mean, even with traffic lights, you have issues, but it's just... How hard is it to understand green light means go, red light means stop? You don't have to deal with, what does this yield sign mean? What does yield the right of way mean? You know, and this goes back to that whole polite society thing, right? Well, we live in a culture anymore where people actually don't know how to drive. Well, I was I had a conversation with a, a younger stu- uh, guy the other day. And yes. he, um, he informed me that he was never taught that the left lane was for passing. I've actually heard many people say that. He was taught you just drive in whatever lane you drive in and then you're good to go. Yep. That's ridiculous. The left lane is the passing lane. 
Drive right past Drive left. Drive right past left. It's a law on the books. It, yeah, it is Why actually. Why are they not teaching It this? is actually a law that you can actually. So let's say that this student that you were talking about or this young man or whoever it was. Let's say it's he's. Actually, I'm going to tell who it is. You ready? Well, let's, let's say he's driving in the left lane and you pass on the right. I get in trouble for it. You will get pulled over and get a ticket and he won't. And he's actually the problem. He's the one who's actually causing an issue. Exactly. His name is Corbin. I don't know if he listens to our podcast. But I have linked, I've linked it to him many times. So, Corbin, if you're listening, we miss you, buddy. And drive in the right and lane. And drive in the right lane. Please. Good grief. So, with that being said, it is now... The bottom of the hour? It is. Yay! It's my favorite time. It is. I don't is. know why I'm so excited about the bottom of the hour. I don't know either. But... Maybe it's because you're eating those burnt cookies over there. Yeah, they went a little too far on these. Yeah, I... I had to dunk mine in uh, in eggnog to make it even palatable. So you're just you're just like you're just winging it. You're just out there eating it like crunchy mess. It's good. Yeah. So anyway, bottom of the hour. This is uh, this is Pod Bros. Sound Bros. Productions. A production of a Sound Bros. Productions. Wholly owned subsidiary. It's not a business. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're on Podbean, <coughs> we're on iTunes, we're on soon Facebook. to be on Google Play and YouTube, we're on Facebook, drop us a like, follow us, all that fun social media we stuff. Also, we also have a Patreon now. We have a Patreon, yes, that's correct. So you can become a Patreon member um, through the Podbean. And get all sorts of Podbean. fun stuff. Um, including access to the chat when yeah. we start going live, yeah. and um, we're going to start doing a, a request line day. Request line Fridays. Um, and uh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, who knows? We, we maybe uh, might even throw in some uh, some Sombro swag for some. Uh, there you go. Some higher end members, or we might just do like a random giveaway or something on the show or something. If I'm um, giving out iPads, we'll have listeners pretty quick. Yeah, we don't have the budget for that. I want to give away my iPad. Oh, you, I hate this thing. You want to give away your iPhone also? It has no home thing. button. I have that thing. I hate that thing too. Anyway, so uh, let's continue on. Um, so that was the bottom of the hour. It was. Awesome. Um, actually, you know what? On a serious note, thank you to everybody who listens. Um, we enjoy doing this, and it's a it's a unique thing to do. It's something fun. Um, apologize about the different versions of sound that are coming out. We're working on some newer equipment and some things like that, and getting and some work. cheesy equipment that was bought from Amazon that uh, doesn't record quite as well as other professional equipment that we have. That we have. Yes, we're kind of mishmashed right now. Indeed, we are. So. It is December, which is Christmas time. Yes, it is. So, where, what is coming up? Christmas. But what's coming up in the area? I don't know if you, I know. I don't know if you knew this, but since you're asking, Christmas is on December twenty fifth. Really? Yep. I was going to ask what day it was. I wasn't sure. Actually, did you know that every year Christmas is on December twenty fifth? No. Did you know? That the reason that Christmas is on December 25th is because of the uh, the uh, winter solstice? See, I thought it was the winter solstice. 
I don't remember which church official it was who who did that, but um, it is the reason why. If you're wondering what that clicking is, it's Luke trying to figure out how to make his mic his uh, mouse work. So yeah, it was uh, it was officially designated as Christ Mass. Right. The day that we celebrate the birth of Christ. Um, and for those of you who are stupid, ridiculous about, it's not the actual day. You find out the actual day and you let us all know and we'll celebrate Jesus' birth on the actual day. But until then... And we'll still celebrate Christmas. We're still going to celebrate Christmas. And with that being said, we're probably going to still celebrate Easter because typically Easter is somewhere around the spring equinox. So... Um, even though, technically speaking, Easter should be the last day of Passover. Or should start on the last day of Passover. But then we would just be getting into uh, church politics with, you know, the whole anti-Semitic views in the, uh, in the Orthodox members of Who's the anti-Semitic? Church. Well, we really, you know, we started talking about this before and then we stopped talking about it. Last the last time we talked about it in a podcast, and we should do the same thing again. Never do anything that you wouldn't want to explain to the paramedics. So who was anti-Semitic? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, anyway. Alright, um, so I have something fun. So now that I totally derailed you, no, what's good. coming up in December? Oh, are we still on that? Yes, of course. Oh. Uh, obviously, Christmas is in December. December 6th, which is this Friday. Actually, December 26th is also uh, Kwanzaa, for those of you who celebrate Kwanzaa and didn't know what day it was. If you hear a loud thumping sound, it's me throwing something at him from across the room. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. December 6th. December 6th. It's you. Go. Is Presque Valley. Yes. They're doing their... Festival lighting, of Lights. Festival of Lights. Holiday Light Parade. Yes, indeed. Right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to tell you what time it is because it's going to be in the afternoon. I think it's 5, five. to 7. You said 5. 5 to 7. December 7th, 7th. which is this Saturday, Saturday. Yep. is yep, 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 yep. the courthouse lighting in Prescott. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, at, uh, Followed by uh, at, the, at the parade. The parade. Ah, ah, it's the parade and the courthouse lighting. Yes. The parade starts at 1 o'clock. Correct. And the courthouse lighting um, st- starting ceremony Starts at 6 o'clock. Correct. And goes till 8. Goes till 8. And in the middle of between 6 and 8, just up the street from the courthouse, at 180, 422 West Gurley Street. At 7 o'clock. At 7 o'clock. Is. They are doing a, a Puppet's Christmas Puppet Carol. Christmas Carol. Which is a rendition of the Muppet Christmas mm-hmm. Carol. Yes, correct. Um, and that is going to be pretty stinking awesome. Um, if you listen to our sister podcast, uh, Dreadnought 928. Um, I don't know if he's actually our sister podcast, but I'm going to say it anyway. He got us started. He's our so. partner podcast. Well, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, the uh, the host over there, Richie, is actually going to be playing one of the characters. Yes, he is. Play. Um, so that's going to be pretty awesome. It is completely free. You don't have to buy tickets. Yep. Um, it's a pretty sweet venue. they got some awesome stages over there. Yep. Um, and they'll and have some, free refreshments. Uh, some free refreshments. Some so hot chocolate, some that different things pretty, like that. That pretty awesome. So that's so, going to be pretty amazing. So then, yeah. next week... Next on week. the thirteenth, on the thirteenth is is Acker Night. Acker Night. The it's my favorite. The Acker Showcase. The Acker Night Musical Showcase. Indeed. In Prescott, um, and yeah. that starts. I'm at, holding a cup of tea right now with my pinky sticking out. In, in, indeed. 
I boil the water in the other room to make some tea, um, to get a little bit of caffeine in me here because I am, I'm, I'm a bit drowsy. Anyway, for some reason. Anyway, so the Akronite. So the Akronite, um, that starts at five thirty, I believe. Um, you can get a Akronite uh, special scarf from Fancy That in downtown Prescott. Yep. Um, and you can get those as early as noon, as early as noon Ooh. on on that Friday. I don't have a price on those yet. Um, but, uh, they're pretty awesome. I have two of them. I will be getting a new one that coming Friday and I'll be wearing one. Um, what else is coming up? Well, of course there's the, um, Valley of Lights that's going on. The Valley of Lights in Prescott Valley. Every night. Um, Christmas East, our, uh, Christmas Eve, um, the Heights Church is doing a whole number of services and a Christmas deal. Oh, that's right. Um, when is when exactly does the what we're doing on when does the yet, Christmas their like Christmas village thing that they do? Um, unfortunately, this year there will be no Christmas village. Oh, that's too bad. I know. I know uh, that there are some other churches around that do like a walk through Bethlehem type thing where yes. they have animals and stuff. It's pretty cool. I think there's a couple of churches in Prescott. I don't that's know which churches neat. do it. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know which ones. We'll have to research that. If you know who they are, drop us a line. Let us know. Because of uh, course, Prescott is the Christmas city. Christmas city, and we um, love it. And we it's awesome. Christmas. We can do Christmas year-round. Yep. We love Jesus. Well, he is the reason for the season. Yeah. So that's what it is, right? It is. So this is uh, on a on a Christmas time heartwarming story. Okay, I'm ready. Um, a congressman and his wife reunite two-year-old twin girls who were separated at birth. Well, and they did that by adopting them. That's awesome. Yeah, so a congressman and his wife um, have reunited... Two-year-old uh, twin girls who are living in separate homes by adopting them into their own family. Oklahoma Congressman uh, Mark Wayne Mullen told News OK uh, that he he was hesitant at first to explain his uh, brood of th- uh, to expand his brood of three to five, but his wife convinced him otherwise. Now little Ivy and Lynette, who were born into kind of a bad situation, are fully integrated into the Mullen family. They could not be happier, says the congressman. I gotta tell you, the picture of these two little girls, they are adorable. They have the same smile. I mean, they are just... Is one of them in their own league? Is it an Ivy Ivy League? League? Yeah, you're ridiculous. Um, So, they are adorable with adorable smiles. Look at that smile. Oh, that's nice. They're so happy. Um, uh, Before the adoption was approved on August 21st, the blonde twins were living with distant relations of Mr. Mullen's uh, wife, Christy, in separate but very loving homes. But the relatives and the grandmother and great-aunt had told Miss Mullen that they hoped they'd live long enough to see the girls graduate. So they were hoping to see these girls graduate at some point. Um, The congressman's wife approached him several times about adopting the girls, uh, but he told her it was a huge time commitment, and they already had their hands full with two sons, nine and eight, and a five-year-old girl. Um, He suggested he write a check Telling her it was easier sometimes to give money than to give time. <laughs> um, nice. But then Miss Mullen pulled what her husband calls the trump card, quote unquote, and she asked him, Would you pray about it? <laughs> um, this is a very smart Christian woman. Apparently. Indeed. Um, and how do you pray about that? said the congressman in a town meeting in Henrietta, Oklahoma last week. I mean, really? Hey, Lord, would you please, please, please make her heart as selfish as mine? <laughs> Which was what his comment was. So instead, Solid. he prayed that God would change his own mind, and man, did he ever. 
Uh, he says, the congressman who himself is the youngest of seven told the Hill, our family prayed for God's will and he opened our hearts to the idea of adoption. Uh, we are unsure at, about whether at this time we can handle the extra responsibility, but God's timing is always perfect. So, that is awesome. You know, I'm the fourth of five. You are the fourth of five, and I'm the oldest of five. You are. <clears throat> which is um, which is fun. Uh, here's another fun one of heartwarming news-ish. You ready? Sure. A generous high school athlete, 17, sells her brand new Jeep to buy her teammate a car so she can get to practice. Oh, that's nice. So a teenage girl sold her brand new dream Jeep so she could buy her friend a vehicle in an astonishing, astonishing act of generosity and kindness. Chandler Lacefield, 17, gave up her red car, which had been a graduation gift, to buy two smaller cars so both she and her best friend Mackenzie Sterner, also 17, could have freedom. The girls met at Weatherford High School, Texas, in March and bonded over a love of running, cheerleading, and fishing. But Sterner soon became reliant on her friends as her mother could not afford to buy her a car. Um, blah, blah, blah. After school finished for the year, Miss Sterner got a summer job but struggled with transport to and from her work at the pizza place, relying on her mother who also needed to drive to work. So she told the news company that she never knew, she, she never knew how she was going to get home. Coming to the rescue, her best friend came up with a plan. After spending time in Bali in June on a missions trip, Miss Lacefield had the idea come up to her. She told the news agency God told her to do something big. Keeping it a surprise, Miss Lacefield first asked her mother if she could sell her new Jeep to buy two smaller cars. Then, once approved, she texted Miss Turner's mother, Angel Martin, for her consent and got an enthusiastic, I'm about to explode, text. <laughs> Uh, so we finally talked on the phone, and I was still shocked. She added, she goes, it's something I feel strongly about. She, she, she was so sweet and selfless. The, ki uh, the kind teen began shopping around uh, for somewhere to exchange her Jeep for two smaller cars. At first, a few dealers would help her, but because of her age, uh, but uh, wouldn't, would, a wouldn't. few car dealers would help her because of her age. I think it's wouldn't help her. Wouldn't. These people don't know how. Yeah, no editing. No editing. Seriously. Uh, uh, so at first, a few, car dealer, a few car dealers wouldn't help her because of her age, but eventually she was able to purchase a 2002 Acura MDX for her friend and a 2011 BMW 328 for herself. For a Jeep. For a Jeep. It's a pretty good deal. That is a screaming deal. Her parents had to take out an initial loan to cover her own car. Ah, okay. <laughs> the car's bought... Um, Miss, Lay Miss Layfield finally unveiled her big surprise to her friend on Saturday. She told her friend she had a surprise before taking her eyes closed to the bow-wrapped vehicle. Nice. Um, everyone had cameras in, in my face, and finally someone was like, that's yours, and I started crying. It was awesome. Uh, Miss Layfield said, thinking back in the moment, fills her with joy. I'm just glad she loved it. I'm glad, I'm glad I did it. I don't regret it at all. I know it's the right choice I made. Uh, the girls have now returned to education. Miss Sterner is back at Weatherford High School studying in cheerleading, and Miss Layfield has started at Weatherford College. She hopes to attend Texas A&M. Nice. Well, that's pretty cool. So, um... I like heartwarming stories. Something, do you like heartwarming stories? I do. This is something completely different, though. I've got something... And now different. for something completely different. Does the letter-number combination T-34 mean anything to you? T-34, as in a T-34 calculator? No. Then no. 
Not off the top of my head. In terms of like a vehicle. T thirty four. No. World War Two vehicle. T thirty four is the Russian tank. That was one of the main driving factors in dis- in defeating the Germans during World War II. Thanks, I had no idea. So the reason I said that is because there is a picture, or there's actually a video right now, of a polar bear in somewhere in the Russian Arctic that has spray painted on it in giant letters T-34 on the polar bear on the polar bear in black spray paint. So somebody got close to the polar bear and spray painted T-34. And there, the the uh, the environmental Humane whack justice jobs. whack jobs are losing their marbles about this. Why? Um, because it's toxic. No, because the they're concerned that the that this uh, this animal won't be able to camouflage itself for oh. hunting. He's a bear. They're the top of the food chain up there. They also hunt fish. <laughs> oh, you guys see that two thirty four on the other side of the ice? That's a bear. We, we shouldn't should go over away. to this hole right here in the ice where he's reaching down grabbing fish. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about going over there because Johnny just went over there and he looked like he was having a great time when those claws ripped into the side of him and he disappeared out of the water. That's, yeah, wow. So anyway, I just thought it was clever because... So is this just know, mocking environmentalists? Yes, mock yes, environmentalists? yes. Um, because apparently... 2019 will wrap up the end of the hottest decade in history, temperature-wise. Yeah, because we were in a, a heating thing so that we can get cold. Because it was because it was so hot this decade. Wasn't actually that hot this decade. Because it was so hot when we had that giant polar blast last year, and Chicago got down to like negative something, negative 21, I think. Degrees was the high. It's ridiculous. And and we've already had a polar blast again, where we were actually in a warm spell. We were actually in the, in the <coughs> bottom corner of the of the country, so like Southern California and Arizona was actually below it, but everywhere above it, it was like freezing cold, and they had like record low temperatures in Florida. But it's been the warmest year. Well. So anyway, I just people are weird. someone someone cle- some so clever. I have a story from some, Korea. Some clever Russian person who is, is my current hero is my he's my hero because polar bears are really dangerous. Well, and the th- think about it. I mean, that's some serious like there's some serious patriotism there, Russian patriotism. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know because the polar bear is like the symbol of Russian power. You know, the Russian polar bear is this big, strong, powerful animal. And the T-34 tank was the kind of the driving factor behind the Russians' push back against the against Nazi Germany. And so it's kind of like this, like, epic, like, moment of, look at what I did. And then he got all this ridiculous backlash for it because people are ridiculous. Because, so. yeah, it's just ridiculous. Anyway. Uh, Korea? Korea. Let's talk about Korea. Korea constructs road that wirelessly charges moving electric buses. So, like, static electricity? No, no. An electric bus that charges its batteries while driving, rather than while sitting idle in a charging station, is no longer science fiction. Researchers at Korea Advanced Institute of Science and Technology 
recently constructed a seven and a half mile stretch of asphalt roadway in the city of Gumi in South Korea with specialized electric cables designed to power batteries on a moving passenger bus. That's awesome. The first of its kind doesn't need the vehicles to stop at a point to charge. That's awesome. That is awesome. I think Tesla was working on something like that about 100 years ago. Yeah. Um, his, 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 uh, his electric cars were going to run off of the power lines. That were just in the air. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't actually have to connect to anything. We yep. learned about that in Edison's museum. Yes, we did. Uh, because Edison, for all the great that he did, also um, stifled a lot of stifled stuff. us because and it was because we are now. because it wasn't his for no other reason. Which brings up a point his. that we're going to discuss on a later show. But bosses that are good bosses, stifling, and bad bosses, good bosses and bad bosses. We might just do a whole show. I think we might do a whole show on good bosses and bad bosses. Good bosses and bad bosses. How to be a good boss. Mm-hmm. Um, how to not be a good boss. I actually found a couple of articles on that. You actually course, don't need any instructions life. on how not to be a good boss. How not to be a good boss? I know how to be a bad boss. No, I'm saying, but you probably don't need to give anyone any instructions. If they're listening to know how to be a good or bad boss, right. they're probably already a bad boss. And how to recognize a bad boss if you are in a situation. Yeah, like and how to deal with it. And how to deal with it. So For the most part. But on a completely side note, um, uh, I've got a fun little thing here. Um, to uh, to wrap us up here. Okay. Towards the end. Like a burrito? Alternative cuss words. Okay. I use some of those. So if you are miffed. Okay. Okay. You can use words like. Or peeved. Or peeved. What about being peeved? Peeved. Peeved is with miffed. Okay. Peeved and miffed. All right. All right. So you can use words like shucks, rats, gosh, shizzle. Shizzle. Toot. Toot. Crapola. Hmm. Turd, sheesh, flippin', fooey, ticked, heck, shoot, jeepers, jeez, crud, dang, dang, darn, darn it, bleep, and booger. What about daggum? Uh, that's further on. Exasperated. I actually missed a couple on the uh, miffed. Should I read them? No. Do I have enough time? No. Uh, on Exasperated, we have Good Gravy, Good Grief, Gadzooks. I've heard Gadzooks in a while. No, you haven't. That's a good one. Jack Wagon, <laughs> Bull Snot, Fiddle Faddle, Fiddle Sticks, Crud Muffin, Cotton Pickin', Malarkey, Melanta, What the Hay, Buckethead, Dad Burn It, Dad Nab It, Con Sarn It, Confound It, Doggone It, Dad Blame It, Dad Gum It, Dad Blast It. Daggummit. I think we'll have to stop there and we'll finish these out later. Because I think we're at the end of our time here. Daggum. Daggum. I think that's the one I've heard the most. But I think I, it's because... I, like, I like Gadzooks, though. That's a Gadzooks. Gadzooks. I don't think any of these sound right unless you're using a... Uh, the correct inflection? A correct accent? Inflection. Yes. So. So. That ends our... Broadcast hour. Does it end our broadcast hour? I think it does. Well, if it doesn't, I'm ending our broadcast hour. <laughs> no, I think we're done. You don't have control over me. You can't end it right now. You don't tell me what to do. Uh, thank you for listening to Pod Bros. Pod Bros. Um, this has been our fun a, hour on Tuesday. A production of Sound Bros Productions. A wholly owned subsidiary. <laughs> LLC. I love saying that. Ella, yes, Sound Bros Productions. 
LLC. <coughs> which we can now say, which well, is fantastic. Well, we could have said actually last week. We could have said it the we whole could have time. Said it last week too. But we didn't know for sure until now. Yeah, but we know for sure now. So we for are, sure. We for are sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. For yeah, sure. We said that both at the same time. Dago! Dago! Gadzooks! So. See, you can also use negative things in a positive light as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shucks. Shucks. So, on that note, remember if you're not learning, you're dead. So. Stay alive.